Welcome, soccer fans, to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis, and today we are going to be talking about a lot of things. Uh, with it being our first episode of 2022, we're really excited to be back in this new year with lots of news for y'all from podcast scarves actually being here to some of the new signings that we got since our last podcast episode. Um, with also a schedule that we were waiting for for a couple of months, and we're really excited for all of the matches that we'll be having in this 2022 season, to an old player of ours uh, who now has a team, and it's not us, but it is a team that is nearby if anyone wants to go watch him uh, sometime this season as well. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started with today's episode. All right, so joining me today are my two co-hosts, my two usual co-hosts that y'all know and love, Sharon and Jared. First, let's go over you, Sharon. How's it going? Happy 2022. (laughs) This is so cool. I always love the fact for the most part, unless Jared has had like a wild uh, adventure, you always go ladies first. (laughs) I think it's just adorable. I'm doing great. Everything is super. Jared, how are you doing? Uh, doing excellent. Uh, good weather here. So, uh, glad we're finally leaving 2021 in the dust. Can't wait to start this new year. Glad to hear that. Uh, you know, yes, it's going to be a great new year, especially now that we have a schedule. We have a countdown to that first match on March 12th. So nothing can be greater than when you know that in less than two months, we're going to be starting a new season with practically a completely brand new squad, right? Because we have a bunch of players that have come by and I'm sure a lot more probably to uh, come by as well. So super excited to find out who else joins our squad and for us to start getting an idea of what the starting 11 is going to look like. So first things first, um, our social media, if you are not following us yet, uh, go check us out on the main platforms out there. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at State Republic 12 is how you can find us there. We do have a Facebook group as well. If you haven't checked it out yet, um, we invite you to uh, send us a request to join. That is called Sacramento Soccer Fans. Uh, a lot of people post a lot of things going on in the soccer community in the Sacramento area. So I always enjoy going on there, seeing what people are posting. Sometimes people have questions about different leagues around the area as well. So uh, go on there, put your questions. If you have anything to ask, uh, most of the people in that group are from the Sacramento area. So, you know, ask, ask away, ask all your soccer questions there or share anything going on in the soccer world as well. Also, as I mentioned earlier, and as I've mentioned before in the past, but now I can actually say that this is a reality. Our podcast scarves are here and they are really amazing. They look even better than in the picture I saw when I first saw them. Uh, so be on the lookout on our socials, uh, but we are going to be selling them for $16 each. Um, we're actually not making any money off these. This is literally the cost that we paid for for the scarf uh, to get them shipped to us. So all we want to do with these scarves is when we want to keep promoting the show, we want to keep increasing uh, our visibility in games and for people to wear them to any soccer event or heck any other event you want to wear to 
uh, it really helps us out a lot. So we're really just doing this just to promote the, the game that we all love to watch and play as well. So uh, let's go ahead and move forward to uh, one of our favorite segments that we do here on the show every episode. And that is Golossos of Gratitude. So our first ever of the year. So Sharon, how about let's have you go first again. If you have one, <laughs> uh, what no, is your glass of gratitude? <laughs> so, so this is going to be really off the wall, but I, I, I understand that um, our academy goalkeeper coordinator um, or technical director, Jean Duchateau, had undergone an incredible amount of cancer treatment for, I, I, I want to say it's throat cancer, but I'm not 100% sure on that. However, the, he has, through all of this in, treatment we think he's going to be pretty soon ringing the bell um he's still asking for prayers so i want to send a golazo of gratitude to his family for you know the amount of support that they've given him while he fights cancer um having a cancer survivor myself it's really important to have that support even if you know it's just a message here or there or whatnot but the other is is his medical team, you know, the folks who have guided him through his treatment. I just want to just say thanks to everybody who has kind of held Gene in their prayers and, and helped with his medical situation and given him a path forward to navigate through cancer. He's not out of the woods. I mean, there's still a lot that he's got to do. He even posted on uh, public social media, his wife did, that... Um, He's quite anemic, you know, he's still using a feeding tube, but little by little, he'll, um, the, you know, he will improve and he will get better. So just kind of want to put that out there and, you know, ask anybody else to just kind of say a little, hold him in your good thoughts, say a little prayer for the guy. That's it for my Galazzo gratitude. Jared. Well, um, past couple of weeks, you know, I definitely want to give a glass of, of uh, gratitude to my employer, um, for, for start for starters uh i just found out that we're getting additional uh pay time off days so five more on top of the four that we already get which means uh hopefully more uh, more ability to go to more matches or at least uh, to different ones um and also for this hybrid schedule i've had so which uh, last week i had been uh, caught a fairly nasty flu but uh, thankfully with this new hybrid schedule at least for the next couple of weeks for us we'll get to switch off between coming into the office and working from home so that's definitely most appreciative especially uh, since i pretty much almost had to tank out my entire uh, um oh what was the mucinex supply from last july so definitely grateful for that and then also in some aspects, some allows of gratitude to the USL scheduling office, with the exception of the, well, you know what, we'll, we'll talk about that later on, because that's going to be a, another topic later on. So I'll just, we'll just put it at that and we'll discuss it later on in the episode here. But uh, that's what I've got for right now. So I have one a glass of gratitude. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I actually went over to Mikuni's um, restaurant, right? And as we all know, uh, you know, it, it's a really beloved chain in, in the Sacramento area with the location in Concord as well. And I had actually never had the sushi there, right? And people might laugh and say, wait, you went to Mikuni's before and you didn't get sushi. But I, I, I didn't get sushi the first time I went. So this last time I just went, it was really good, really amazing, great service. Uh, the environment was really amazing as well. 
So just shout out to all the things that they do there because they 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 really seem like they are bigger, right, than they are uh, location-wise too. And I know they're still growing and whatnot, but they're doing things really great. And, and I'm really excited to see them grow more throughout the state. Maybe bring a location over here in the Central Valley would be really nice because I would be going there all the time. So just just a really uh, good loss of gratitude for just the food and the service that, that McCoonies provides. All right. Well, now that we've done that, um, let's go ahead and talk about some of the players that we've signed and some of our former players now who have actually moved on as well. And I got to start this one because I know Jared would be mad if I didn't start this one (laughs) by saying that one of our most least favorite players in Sac Republic history is now officially out of the roster for any time being right and hopefully forever because no one probably wants to see him back on the pitch at Sac Republic at least wearing the the red colors of ours uh and that is Mitch he's out and so Jared Jared you can start you can start a party already (laughs) yeah I'm surprised I haven't printed out the press release yet but uh I'll probably do that maybe go over to Dollar Tree get a frame for it (laughs) Maybe hang it up by the scarves. I don't, I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll sort something out because I do want to celebrate that. I mean, it's one thing to depart the team and then maybe have a grudge against former teammates, but to do what what Mitch did to not only the teammates and the fans that have supported him over the uh, the seasons he's been here, there's really no reason or excuse for that. So he ain't gonna be missed. And of course, I've already had the memes going since. Uh, the news broke, so you'll see that in the uh, Facebook group, and you'll also see that on uh, uh, social media as well. So, but uh, he's not going to be missed. That's all I can say. I mean, that's that's the cleanest thing I'll say. Well, I'll clean it up a little bit because Shannon Gomez landed in San Antonio. Man, I uh, you know, and I know we're going to talk about players that have left, but I'm going to talk about it right now. We love Shannon Gomez. I mean, that man, you know, he held his head high. He was always a good ambassador. He never showed his butt to Sac Republic or the fans. So, you know, I just, I hope that he can impress upon others, maybe proper, um, no matter how you feel about the club or the management or policies within the club, you know, you just, you take the high road and, you know, it just kind of broke my heart a little bit to see, um, Mitch not take the high road so much. I mean, you know, it's, it's one thing to be an emotion, to be emotional about something, but I mean, this is, this is something that we're going to be talking about for many years to come or not. I mean, the quicker we can kind of put it aside, the quicker we all move on and, and, you know, we can dream of happier days, but I just hope that Shannon can impart some wonderful wisdom, um, with Mitch and and there's also an, another player that plays for San Antonio that I've been following on social media for quite some time and you know I'm just hoping that other people can show Mitch a a, a better way a little bit more humble way to go forward but um, you know Mitch has had some good times with us you know we liked him when he was with us when he was part of the whole um, culture in Sacramento it's just tough to see when somebody shows their butt, so to speak. So anyhow, yep. Good luck, San Antonio. I think you, uh, I think he's just where he needs to be. Yeah, it definitely hits the hammer. It's the nail on the head right there. I mean, hopefully Shannon can instill some wisdom 
uh, to uh, Mitch. I mean, that's really the most we, we can hope for. And, and, I, and hopefully, you know, Shannon beams, you know, res- respect and uh, love for the uh, fans of his former club, like so many other uh, former Republic FC players have. So hopefully, you know, with Mitch, I mean, hopefully that was just a one-off. I mean, it'll be tough to forgive him. I mean, that's that. I mean, that's, that's the best way to put it, but if he can see the error of his ways, great. You know, we can move on. If not, <sighs> well, we'll just see how the year goes out. Yeah. I mean, it would be nice, of course, if he did a public apology and what better way than just do it the next time he visits Sacramento, but, but we'll, we'll see what happens there. If he does an apology, then I think it might help a lot of us feel better, especially those of us who were actually there in attendance. Right. And, and just saw all the things that he did. So anyhow, uh, moving along with other players of ours, or I should say former players who have moved on to other teams, Andrew Wheeler Munu will be playing with uh, Fort Madison. Um, we also saw Carlton Bel- Belmar uh, is now going to be joining our former Matt Mahoney at Colorado Springs. Um, so we'll be seeing them at Hartwell Park uh, this season as well. So they have moved on to those teams. And I know Carlton is going to have a blast with Matt Mahoney. You know, you guys know I have a super soft spot for Matt Mahoney. So to know that both Carlton, who we also have a super soft spot for, is going to be hanging out with him. That is really, really cool. Um, and let's see, who else did you mention? Yeah. Andrew Andrew. Oh, my gosh. You know, Madison brings back oodles of memory. Someday we'll have to talk about that, maybe offline or maybe in person when we're in Monterey sharing a beer. Um, of course, Luis will be drinking the non-alcoholic beer, but whatever. <laughs> we might twist his arm when we're in Monterey together. Um, they have to be fun. The Madison, forward Madison, and having Andrew there being a, a veteran player, you know, hopefully the games we can find them so we can see how he, how he does. Cause I really liked Andrew too. I think all the guys, everybody knows that all of our former players really carved out soft spots in our hearts. Wishing them yeah. the best. Yeah. He's definitely going to bring even more uh, fun to the club known as the world's second favorite club. So I, I, I still want to get either a kid or a scarf from them. So but now to have Andrew there, that's just ca- kind of nudging me in the size to, to get something from them. May- maybe a kit. Who knows? But I-, I hope he has fun there, has a great great time there in Madison. And then also for Carlton, he- he's just going to love uh, playing in Carlton Springs. But it's it's probably going to be a little weird coming to Heart Health Park uh, on the other side of the pitch. But either way, you know, we're still going to show him love. Yeah, as as we should with. Uh, any, or I should say most former players, right? Because now we have to say most, uh, yeah, that shouldn't be that way. But um, yeah, uh, you know, there's other players that I- I'm still like a little thrown back as to why no one signed them yet, right? When one of those is Jordan McCrary. Like, how is he still out there not, you know, signed with any team? Uh, I thought he was going to be the first to get, you know, signed by just any team around here and uh looks like that hasn't happened yet but hopefully hopefully he gets to sign like in monterey right because i don't think monterey's got a full team yet and <laughs> you know they're still slowly signing new players so 
Hopefully, because I think if I'm not mistaken, Sharon, you said that he's still around, right? He's still around town. So maybe he might. Yeah, I've seen him. I've seen some of the posts of the training sessions that are going on at it, um, results, physical therapy. And periodically I spy, I can spy Jordan McCrary. I mean, you know, who knows what's going on here locally? You know, he may have um, a, a, his rental, his lease, you know, is still in effect. So why would you move until you knew exactly where you were going? And, you know, they've got that beautiful German shepherd dog um, together. So we'll just see, you know, it's just kind of like a, a wait and see. He'll land perfectly. I think, I think Jordy will, will land. He'll definitely land perfectly. Yeah. So uh, let's go ahead and move forward to some of the new signings that we got. And first, uh, I thought, let, let's how about we start with a guy who I was a little surprised when I found out that we were getting uh, him too. And uh, I've seen him before because I do follow the Spanish league from time to time. And so mm-hmm. it, it was a little bit interesting to see us sign him. But Keko is uh, what he goes by too. Um, he's actually my age as well. So I thought that was kind of interesting there um he's had an interesting trajectory right he's played with a lot of teams in spain uh he's a product of atletico madrid out of their um academies and and he's gone kind of up the ranks uh, just played one team with the senior team but lots of playing experience with uh, the youth levels uh, and when it comes outside of spain though he's only played uh three years in italy back in 2011 to 2014 with uh calcio catania uh, but other than that, he's always just been in his home country. So this year he gets to, you know, uh, go across the pond, come over here to Sacramento and, you know, share a lot of his wisdom, right, as a veteran player of 30 years old and and see what, what he can bring to the table, especially as a winger. Um, so I'm actually quite excited for us to get a player of his caliber, of his experience in Europe, and especially in the winger position, because you, you always want, you know, players like that um, who are going to be doing a lot of your runs. So what are your guys' thoughts? I'm really curious. When you guys found out we were getting a veteran player from Europe, what do you guys think? I just love the fact that we've got someone with proven uh, La Liga and Serie A uh, experience. So that's definitely going to bolster uh, our, our lineup, and as well as the fact that he's, he's a veteran. He's going to help instill some uh, additional skills, qualities uh, that, that we need. I mean, we could definitely use the help at, at the wing side. So this is a great signing. I mean, I've seen some of his highlights. He's definitely uh, one to punch it in uh, when needed. So I, I'm really high on this signing. So, I mean, let's let's see uh, how he does this year. What do you think, Sharon? <laughs> it's funny you should say that you're really high on him. I'm very reserved because sometimes when the guys come to MLS, MLS, USL, when they come to USL from, you know, a very high level club, they think they can just take the foot off the gas when they come here to play for us. Um, And, or they think, you know, some of them, I don't know if they have a, it's like, Oh, it's retirement time. And, you know, you just wonder how much they're going to give and if they're going to play both sides of the ball, because we, our team requires you to play both sides of the ball, otherwise known as, remember, we didn't like Patrick Weah because he never played both sides of the ball. He kind of, you know, he dove a lot and ended up on the ground and and then never got back to help with defensive strategies. So on that note, I am reserved. I'm going to wait and see how Keko um, plays for us because if he's 
just taking a foot off the gas and dogging it, then why did we bring them in? You know, it's like, okay, they say, you know, locker room kind of stuff and, you know, maybe be good for the locker room, but I want to see how he's going to be on the field because if we're getting somebody veteran and probably paid some pretty good money and he's going to be probably in a single apartment. I mean, he's not going to be cheap. We'll put it that way. I'm reserved. Luis. That's understandable. I mean, I, I, I understand why you would feel that way. And I think hopefully eventually we can ask this question, right. To either Todd or the coach, whoever was really the one who ultimately scouted him. Right. But I'm really um, kind of curious as to like how they found him. Right. How that, that came about. And, you know, yes, he has a lot of experience. Yes. You know, Jared and I are really excited about him, but I'm just really just confused, right, as to like where where he came from, because like you said, he might be um, really expensive. I I wouldn't doubt it, right? If he's traveling this far, it's got to be a a good opportunity. Um, At the same time, uh, the previous team he was playing with, Deportivo La Coruña, they used to be a long time first division club. Now they're actually falling down to the third division in Spain, which I was shocked myself to see him all the way down there because that that used to be a story club. So maybe the salaries are about, about the same. Um, the, they would pay in USL uh, for their third division is kind of how I would feel like. But it, yeah, if he's coming over here, there's got to be good money there in place. And I think we're going to be looking at him differently, right? We're going to expect him to like not even take too much time to adapt. He's got to be one of those players that just stands out for most of the season because if he doesn't then we're gonna feel like a lot of money was just thrown out right and and so uh yeah we got to keep a close eye on on this guy this season because he's he has the potential being mvp and i I hope that's what we end up saying at the end of the season but if he's not we're gonna have to really seriously question why why he was brought to the club so uh and and as i said in in our own private group chat with uh, myself Sharon and Jared um if Zeko ever needs a translator <laughs> I'm pretty good at Spanish so you know we can always <laughs> do some translations on the field right um and if he's ever on our podcast and he wants to do it all in Spanish then I could do some translations over a podcast episode as well so we'll see we'll see if, if we're able to interview players this season we might we might get him on and uh It'll be interesting Spanish, English, back and forth, kind of an interview. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. So moving on to uh, the next player that we have on our list here of new signings since our last podcast, Zeko Lewis. Um, he is a uh, Bermudian soccer player who comes to us from Charleston Battery, where he had um, a lot of playing experience from 2019 to 2021. Uh, scored 18 goals and 67 appearances. Uh, he kind of rotates between midfield and forward. Um, so he seems like he's uh, one that um, would really provide a lot of value for us, uh, being that he can play multiple positions. He's also been called up to the Bermudian national soccer team, uh, where he has 11 goals and 33 appearances with them. Um, so quite quite a few experience there on the international side as well. So uh, what do you guys think uh, of Zico? 
I'm kind of jury is gonna see, you know, jury's out. Um, I'm trying to remember his height, uh, how tall he is. Cause lately we've been, um, it looks like he's another five seventies, another short guy. Oh. Um, am I on the right one? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we brought in with our, Ar- Ar- Oh gosh. Who was the other player that we brought in? That's not very tall. And Archimed. Then- yeah, Archimed. And then we brought in a tall striker and I, I, my brain is like, oh my gosh, which one was that? Um, you know, so there's a lot of new guys that we've got to suss out because um, we talked about the similarity to Justin Braun and Adam John of having that tall number, you know, the, I don't know if it would be a nine, a 10 or just what, when you play a tall guy as your like a point um, um, because of their height. But anywho, so we brought in another, I don't want to call him a tiny guy, but when they say that they're 5'7", they're really probably not that tall. <laughs> so we'll see. I mean, again, we'll see what happens. Hopefully we can outskill and outpace and outrun and all the other teams that we're facing because more and more we're finding that the USL level teams, um, they're, they're bringing in taller uh, meteor, you know, strong guys, because we're getting more athletes into soccer, period, the the full range of athleticism, you know, the height, the whatever, but that's not to take away from anybody who isn't as tall, you know, but we'll, we'll just see. I mean, Jaime Villarreal wasn't super tall, but he was solid. He was great. Um, Roro wasn't super tall or isn't super tall, but when he played with us, he was he was fabulous because he knew how to get out of situations and he knew how to create situations. So it would be really nice to see if that's what we're going to be getting with Zico. With a number of uh, goals to appearances that he's had, that's definitely sounds promising. It is going to be a change of pace uh, here in Western Conference compared to uh, <laughs> when he played for Charleston. But yes, uh, hopefully that'll be a welcome sign. I mean, uh, what we actually have. Well, I don't know if we have more soccer-specific stadiums, but uh, it, it's definitely going to be a change of pace for him. Hopefully, he's he's up to it and can generate the, even more goals uh, in the uh, number of appearances this year. So we'll we'll see how it goes with him. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it should be really interesting. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm all for players who have actually been playing a lot, especially in the last three years. And at least we're getting that from him, right? Because we know in the past we've gotten signings that. You know, you question a little bit too, right? Because they haven't really played that much. And then season goes on and you kind of can tell why they haven't really played <laughs> all that much. So yeah, I'm glad we're, we're shying away from, from that because we, we did that a couple of times in the past. <laughs> Gee, I wonder if who. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so moving on on the list too, th- this next guy is is a fan favorite, right? Especially for everyone who um, followed the team ever since the beginning, right? And and especially if you've been following his career. Oh, I'm going to introduce him. Dude, dude, I'm taking this one over. Uh, He's my neighbor. This is Matt LaGrasa. <laughs> this is Matt Lala LaGrasa. I mean, <laughs> his nickname, nobody ever called him Matt. Nobody ever, it was Lala. You called the man Lala or La Grasa. You did not call him Matt. It was Lala. And, you know, the his first time through here was a blast. He had a good camaraderie going on. It's just for some ungodly reason, off he went. And we, and that broke my heart. It broke the family's heart. He deserved to be here. And then he ends up kind of, 
showing that he is of quality and went and played for Nashville, you know, their, uh, you know, their opening season in MLS and he got some starts. Um, and he also was on, you know, he got some time on with the first team in the 11 and in the 18. So good for him, but to have him come back, if you know his history and you've, you've ever watched him, you would not based on how he looks, you would not, he is a surprising player. He's was the surprise in my mind because the man will work. His work rate is uncomparable. I have watched him and it's like his work rate will put, he'll be a great match with Luis Felipe. You know, they're both of their work rates and their ability to see the game early. They're good. It's going to be awesome chemistry between the two of them. I can't wait. So that's my opinion on Matt LaGrasa. Thank you for letting me introduce him, Luis. It is, I am beyond happy with this signing. And just a little bit of history, uh, now that you mentioned uh, Luis Felipe, uh, they uh, believe that they were both teammates in Reno at one time. So there's already some chemistry uh, built in. So this, this is going to be great, you know, to ha- have them back together again on, on our side. And maybe Matt might bring a little bit of that uh, Tennessee barbecue uh, uh, skills, you know, for a party or something like that. And may- maybe just end up smoking the the opponents, you know, like some good brisket. <laughs> yeah that, that, that's a good point another thing is that they're both, both tall guys right not lagrasa i didn't i didn't realize this right i mean i've never met him in person but um according to his wikipedia page he's six feet tall right so i mean that's that's great it's great to have uh tall guys there too especially for those corner kicks and as we were just saying right now right we do have quite and, a few short guys and so, it'll be And it'll be somebody to share the yellow roses because Matt will get yellow cards because Matt will like Luis Felipe. Matt's going to get stuck in and it's going to be fun. So he'll take the pressure off of Dan Casey and Lee and all those other guys between Matt and Luis. You guys, let's have this contest start right now (laughs) by by midway through the season. (laughs) Who is going to have the most yellow card? Matt LaGrasa or Luis Felipe, minute for minute, minutes played. Okay, so it's got to be minutes played. Who's got the most? Uh, my bet, <laughs> and I, I don't know if he's going to listen to this. My bet is still on Luis Felipe, <laughs> but Matt could easily do it. Okay, enough. <laughs> I'm going to go with Matt. I, I think Matt gets the most yellow cards too because – He's been with Republic before, right? He's a local guy. So I think he's going to feel more of that, like, you know, the more of that little anger, right, that you get because he, he I feel like he has that Republic tattooed. He's be protected. In, you know. <laughs> I, I know Matt's he's previous. <laughs> I know Matt's previous kit was yellow for one of the colors, but I'm sorry. I, I, I got to go with Luis Felipe, you know. That, that that's my dude. I mean, he he gets in there. I mean, and he will he will mess around to get a triple double as the song goes. But I say he's going to get more of the yellows. Okay, well we'll, we'll see at the end of the season. <laughs> okay, what, so that's, what happens? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Mid season, we've got two parts to this story. Mid season, you know, halfway through the season in December or whatever our mid season, not December. Whatever our midway point is, June, sorry, I'm thinking English Premier League, <laughs> whatever midway through our season is, right, when we have that little break, um, bet- and then we'll start up again. 
So they get until midway through the season to compete for yellow cards. All right. And then we restart, we'll restart and then we'll also count the very end, the total. <laughs> I can't believe we were talking like this or that I... <laughs> <laughs> so j- just for all the <laughs> listeners if, if you're out there hearing us you know s- scream out things like hey Luis hey Matt like tackle him go 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 at him tackle tackle <laughs> then this is why there's now you know why we're yeah. <laughs> we're pretty passionate about contests here on the show so you know we're, we're gonna be out there <laughs> like encouraging them <laughs> um <laughs> Oh you know, God! I, I, I think have another to tell thing. Parents, yeah. <laughs> I have to tell his parents we said this. I'm sorry, Terry. I'm sorry, Bob. But I just entered your son into a contest. For, for those listening right now, you could probably guess that we're we're almost like those uh, four or six year olds that are just punch drunk, slap happy, almost. Uh, should be going to bed right now. We're, we're, we're working on that kind of energy level because we're that desperate since the schedule has dropped, since we got new signings, we just want to see this happen right now. But unfortunately, like the rest of you, we're going to have to wait till March. So expect this level of energy for the next couple months. Uh, I will apologize in advance. Well, you know what? No, I ain't apologizing. Expect this for the next couple months. And I expect the same energy back from you folks. I mean, respond to us, join us. Let, let's start this, this march off right, even if we sound like idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I sounded like an idiot. I'm so sorry. I apologize, but I'm not apologizing. Uh, Luis, sorry, not sorry. Drag us back. Can you drag us back to center, please? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so well, one last thing to say about Matt. I think one of the things I'm most excited about is the fact that we don't really have um, like a veteran local guy on the squad, right? And especially now that Iwasa's gone, he was our fan favorite. And so I think Matt is going to be the new Cam because he is the local guy. He was there before with us too. He went out, he had his MLS adventure longer than Cam's, but basically a little similar story to him, right? Where he left, now he's back with us. And so... Um, I, I think the, the stadium is going to be louder as, as the season progresses and as more people, especially I think new fans uh, post-2016, um, find out that he's a local guy, he's from Elk Grove, and so we, we got to go out there and, and support. And when he does anything, we got to be even extra louder because the, the guy's a local talent. Unless, unless Tucker Bone gets re-signed, and then we'd have two of the blonde boys, local local blondies. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. We're still holding out hope that Tucker Bone comes back to us. So, Sharon, I know you probably don't watch AEW, but are you saying that uh, both Matt and uh, Tucker could be our varsity blondes? <laughs> As opposed to varsity blues? I don't know. Whatever. That would be fun. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, moving on the list of uh, new players, we also got Connor Donovan. Uh, he comes to us uh, from OKC Energy, right? He was uh, Bijev's old teammate. Um, lots of experience with them. Uh, another tall guy, six foot two. So 
great, right? We're, you know, we're, we're getting a mix of different heights, especially because we want to get those tall guys for those corner kicks and want to make sure that we do better win the corner kicks because <laughs> it's been a while since we've done we've done anything really right with the corner kick. I, don't, I can't even think of when the last time we got a goal from one of those set pieces actually ever happened. So <laughs> we, we need to change that. It needs to be a, a more recurring thing. Um, so what do you guys think from him too? Again, he's, he was with OKC. Okay. Well, I mean, this definitely takes advantage of the fact that uh, OKC Energy FC is um, on hiatus for over the year. Like the fact that they're still going through uh, stadium renovations over at Taft. So this is definitely a good pickup. Uh, he's um, from North Car- Carolina. So he's got some uh, experience out there as, as well as uh, OKC. So, you know, this is def- definitely good. I mean, Let's remember uh, Villian Bijev also played for OKC last year. So I'm, I'm liking how this is going. I mean, it, it's it's going to suck not see, not seeing OKC uh, play this year. But if we can at least uh, gain from what's going on out there, hopefully this will be a good pickup. So uh, I'll have to see some uh, more highlights. Uh, what do you think, Sharon? So, so he's a defender and they loved him back there, but it was OKC and we don't, we know how well the club fared. Um, you know, they had their streaks, but I'm just hoping that uh, Connor paired with Dan and some of the other guys that we brought in on defense will, it'll work out better for Connor here than it did in OKC. If you know what I mean, I uh, catch my drift. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 really hopeful because he's you know he's experienced he's a, quite a bit of a veteran, and I think it'll it'll be good because let's face it, Dan Casey is not that old, and he came in and kind of held together the defense you know at the end of the day, and he had young Hayden with him that he was mentoring, and it was it it was an interesting defensive combination last season. I think this season bringing in Connor is going to really improve everything all the way around. So I'm, I'm liking, I'm really liking this signing. I think it's great. Luis. Yeah. Plus I think we, we needed some more uh, defensive coverage out back because you can never have enough defenders. And arguably, I think that's the position that you get more injuries in, right? So it, it's good that we're getting this guy who, um, you know, he's been around the USL for a long time now, right? Seven years in the league. So clearly understands, uh, how everything works. And so um, it, it'll be really um, interesting to see um, how he adapts to the club because he's been playing more on the East, right? Being that he's from North Carolina, uh, he's been more around that area. So yeah, with the exception of OKC, of course, right? It's more, more in the middle, but uh, he's never played out, out over here in the West. So we'll see what, what that goes. Just another member of the East Coast Wave this year. East Coast Wave, indeed. Another one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like we did a lot of scouting on, on that side. <laughs> so onto a list. Uh, this next guy already has a nickname that Jared actually brought up to him too. So if Jared said that's what he's called, then that's what we're going to go with here on the show. Uh, and that is Nick Ross, the boss, uh, who comes to us from El Paso Locomotive. Uh, previously he played for a couple different clubs in his home country of Scotland. Uh, he's a midfielder, five feet 11. So another relatively tall guy in the midfield, um, and previously, uh, international experience with Scotland. He was with their, uh, U21 national team. Um, so veteran player, he's 30 years old as well. So, 
what are you guys' thoughts on on this guy? The boss, Nick Ross. This will be fun. And thank goodness Adam Moffat is still nearby so he can translate if the Scottish brogue gets too thick. I mean, we've got the two Irish guys and, you know, now we've got Nick. This is this is going to be an interesting, you know, we know the UK. We love our UK guys, you know, the guys that come in from overseas there and can, you know, have some fun with our club. And, you know, it's I think it's going to be fun as Stated by none other than Jared, Nick Ross, the boss. The boss. <laughs> this this is going to be a, a great addition. I, I mean, I would say if we were able to, to bring stuff in, which I know we can't, I would say this would be a great opportunity to may, maybe drop off a couple bottles of Urn Brew, maybe some uh, bars of Tunnock's uh, candy, you know, just to make them home. I mean, just just like Sharon said, we love our folks from from, from the UK, be it uh, Britain, Scotland, Ireland. We we're getting everybody. We're getting everybody from across the pond. So I I'm hearing a lot of good things for, about about uh, about him. So Nick, welcome. You know, we'll we'll, we'll try to make you as uh, close to home as we can. But uh, yeah, I think yeah, it is a good idea. We still have Adam. You know, maybe maybe if it gets a little bit too thick, you know. I mean, I I gotta understand some here and there, but Adam will definitely help out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good thing he's still around. <laughs> um, so last uh, signing here on our list. Uh, this one actually happened last year. It happened literally a day after we recorded the last podcast, which, of course, that would happen. And I kind of thought, yeah, it's going to happen. <laughs> but um, that's actually Lee Desmond. Uh, he comes to us from uh, St. Patrick's Athletic in uh, Ireland. Uh, and previous to that, he played with Shelburne. Um, but most of his playing time, uh, about six years, was with St. Patrick's Athletic. Uh, where he played 188 games, scored two goals. So, you know, seems like pretty decent for a six-year period to play that much games. Um, he is, hmm, they don't show how tall he is, too. But, ah! yeah, we'll, we'll just, we'll assume that he's a tall guy. <laughs> um, he, he plays the center back and center midfielder position. And he had a couple of games with uh, some of the youth Ireland clubs there. So, yeah, looks like he's been so, active for the last six years. What do you guys think? So, so one of the things that that I that I saw for um, for Lee in the highlight reels is his ability to get up and down the flank, um, and I think that is going to be important. You know, to take some of the the pressure off the midfield. You know, is to have this guy. So if if that's kind of more his role, then yay. And um, oh goodness. Uh, is he left or right footed? I'm trying to remember what he, what he was. Um, oh, well, anyhow, it doesn't really matter, but if, if he's going to be contributing that way, I'm, I'm excited either way. So looking forward to seeing him. Yeah, and anything to help out in, in midfield is going to be a, a great uh, boon for us because uh, past couple of years and all we've been, I mean, the majority of what we've been doing is just been hanging back in the midfield, kind of passing it back to me, to you, to me, to you kind of action. Hopefully he can uh, resolve some of that and, you know, get, get it well spread out, but also be able to defend uh, in such a situation. So I'm hoping he can uh, help solve that out because that's what, one thing I have been complaining about for a few seasons, the fact that we're just passing it back and forth instead of attacking, May, but mainly because of the pressure we've had in the midfield. 
Good point. Yeah, that's a really good point there. So that that completes our list. Again, we think we might still be getting more players. I think there's still some positions that could use a little bit more backup. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I know we were um, talking offline that we still haven't hired a goalkeeper coach, right? So hopefully they get that hired soon because you definitely yeah. want goalkeepers to start on point. So. Okay, I just got some clarification. Um, Lee Desmond is a center back. Um, he is more of a right side center back. So uh, just took a look, uh, did, did a little quick search. So it looks as though we have another center back and a right sided, more of a right sided center back. There you go. It's good to know. And you're right, Luis, we have not hired a goalkeeper coach. So hopefully they're kind of pawing through some of the available talent that's out there because Locally, there are a lot of solid uh, goalkeeper trainers and goalkeeper coaches out there, um, you know, that you have to be a really high level. I mean, you look at what Simon brought to us when he was our very first goalkeeper coach. He he brought a very high level. Unfortunately, his, his language was super colorful and, you know, it, not, it was not PG. And we that's one of the reasons why we love Simon. Oh, my God. Simon Shepard was incredible. Um, and he had played at some pretty top level and Matt has done the same. Matt was very good. And it's kind of like they created like these two giant holes by leaving or, you know, Matt by leaving. And so hoping that we can get a good goalkeeper coach in um, to work, to work with our guys at the highest of levels, because there's so much demand that's demanded at this level, even more so at the MLS level. But if you can master it at this level and get your reflexes down, well, we have two great goalkeepers right now, so I'm not too nervous, but they, we need a good trainer. Yeah, we, we really do because we know we suffered from a couple of injuries last season, right? So we have to make sure that, you know, we minimize those situations um, because it can get a little tricky when, when two of your goalkeepers are injured, right? So all right. Well, uh, another thing I wanted to talk about, and you know, this is it's kind of weird, right? And we just found out about this. I believe it was just a couple of days ago. But um, Gio, who all y'all might remember, right? Giovanni Aguilar, who was supposed to be one of our um, new players for this season, one of our previously academy guys who had gone on to, I believe it was Northridge. Well, apparently he was just signed in the MLS draft with uh, Vancouver Whitecaps. So kind of strange, right? And, you know, we'll try to find more details on what happened there. <laughs> it's almost like two signings in about a month or even probably less than a month apart from each other. So what do you guys think? Well, that was quick. That's it. That was quick. Yeah, I mean, that just speaks volumes about, about his talent. The fact that he gets uh, signed uh, by, by his, by his uh, practically hometown club uh, one week and then a week or so later gets drafted uh, by the top flight uh, league, uh, possibly playing in Vancouver. So I know myself, I'm not exactly well-versed as far as how the super draft works. I mean, given the situation. So I'm wondering if that means that if that now that he's been drafted by the white caps, if he'll end up signing with them, or if there might be some kind of a loan arrangement between Republic FC and Vancouver. So I'm really uh, lost on this whole deal so any information would be great connor 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 unpack this for us oh yeah there goes the music again yeah oh great (laughs) has to happen every episode connor assistant s'il vous plaît 
Ding, <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding. Hello, Connor. Connor, can you can you give us some help here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it would be interesting because I, I feel like I'm happy for Gio, right? I mean, it's great that he gets this opportunity to be with them. But if I'm Sac Republic, if I'm like the front office, I'd be a little thrown off about the situation. Again, maybe we, we don't really know contract discussions, right? It was probably oh, but there. Todd knows Todd knows all that stuff in and out. So <laughs> it, it'll all work out the way it needs to be. I mean, come on, Todd was Todd's like light years ahead of <laughs> everybody. The dude knows his business. So it'll it'll be interesting. But keep going, Luis. Yeah, I, I hope the club at least, you know, kind of uh, says something, right? If, if there's no loan arrangement made or what happens there too, because, uh, you know, it would just be good for people to know, like, okay, we signed this guy, but, you know, uh, he was eligible to still be in the draft. So this is why he will no longer be with us, right? Um, which I'm assuming that's what happened. I don't know if we'll find out. We might not find out. It's it's all right if we don't, but... Uh, yeah, we're happy for Gio. We're happy that he's out there. And, and if a loan arrangement happens, which I really hope it does, uh, it, it'll be really great to see him kind of go back and forth, um, similar to the Nobby situation. And and we hopefully we see Nobby back, by the way. Let it oh, bring my God. Up. So, yeah. And you know what? If they're going to play with their MLS squad, if they're at least going to be out on the bench, that, that's cool, right? That, that's what we want to see from them. But if that their clubs aren't even going to bother, you know, calling them up to the bench and game after game, they're not even going to be there. They're just going to be training with the squad. Then come on, just let, let's do a loan arrangement with any player that's in that circumstance, because, you know, you don't, you're not going to play them. Right. So why not have them playing somewhere? So that, that's what I hope from Gio as well, because let's be realistic. More than likely, they're not going to play him. He's probably not even going to be in the bench. So you know, give the guy some playing time if you're not going to be even sending him to the bench. That's what I think. So. I think we all think that, Luis. I think I think that's a good point. Uh, would love to. Oh, man. Well, let's just see what happens. I mean, every week we get a gift. Every week we hear of a new signing. Um, you know, all of this will be ironed out. It's just kind of like. Can we can we fast forward and know everything? Because we're all idealists. It's like we all want a happy ending and we want the ending to be our way. And you know, Luis, it, Jared, I, I I wish we had the crystal ball together to know how this is all going to work out. So, Connor, if there's any crystal ball information out there, you need to kind of spill your beans. And because I said the word Connor again, guess what? The angels' music on the harp. Yeah. I'll see if I can pull some strings as far as my omen powers as well. I mean, it's worked a couple of times within the past month or so. I'll see what I can pull. Please do, because you you have that crystal ball that kind of came true with a couple of our players. Not kind of. Mm-hmm. It did. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Well, moving forward to our next segment here. Uh, let's talk about the schedule, right? We're so excited to finally get it. It's- it, it dropped right when Jared said it would, right? He called it. He's like, Wednesday at 10 a.m. We're going to get the full schedule because all we had up to that point was just our home opener. And as we mentioned earlier, home opener is Saturday, March 12th. 
no times yet on any of the games. One could only assume it's probably 7.30 until, you know, summertime gets closer. It'll probably be 8 p.m. games there. So really excited. Uh, We're we're playing against El Paso. Not an easy team, right? We know last season how uh, tough they were. And us. just the only game we played over there, just how difficult it was for us there. So, you know, we'll see. But uh, talk about uh, Nick the Boss, right? He's going to be playing against his former team, so it'll be it'll be interesting. Eh, we get we get a former uh, team a little matchup there going on between them. So, I would have expected that maybe midway through the season, but for it to be the first game that he plays against his own uh, old team, oh, you gotta love the USL schedules uh, schedulers for that. Yeah, and you know, I I would have expected more um, games against nearby teams, right? As the first couple of games, right? Like that, that would only make sense, right? As teams are starting to get adjusted, as traveling and all that. So maybe the USL could have done a little bit better on on that side. But we are getting games, uh, plenty of home games in these first couple of months, right? We have two in March, two in April, one in May, one in June, or two in June. The two in July and so on. So we got games. We got that. We got a mixture of different kinds, right? We have some like Eastern games, some that we have to actually fly out there. Um, we got some where we actually get to host uh, a couple of teams from the East and some teams we've never seen before, right? Some brand new teams, right? Like Monterey, like uh, Detroit as well, right? Although we're, we're visiting Detroit. Uh, so should be should be an interesting schedule, right? So I want to ask you guys, if you had to pick three games you're most excited about this uh, season, not just home games, I'll, I'll say home and away. Um, what do you guys pick as your three? I'm looking forward to this. I'm going to probably be there. What, what are some of those games? Well, <laughs> anything against Phoenix, right? You know, just because it's that grudge from a couple of years ago. Um, and then for me, going to Monterey and 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 being able to in, enjoy the new club there and seeing the you know seeing if they have the new car smell, um, so to speak, and seeing how they un- unfold it. The way we watched Oakland Roots get their feet underneath them, so it's kind of it's it's fun to watch a, a new club do all that. And then you know, for my my third match, I'm kind of all up in the air. I don't really want to you know put Juju on San Antonio or anything like that. Um, you guys talked about Detroit and that's like an interesting, that's an interesting concept to, to deal and to go or to think about, you know, that, that match. Um, the other one would be, I, I would have to have four, any match where we play guys that have played for us, like Colorado. I am so looking forward to seeing some of our other, you know, the guys that used to play for us. Um, but to talk a little bit about all the travel I guess we're part of the economic stimulus for the country with the amount of money we're going to be spending on travel because there's a there's a lot of these distant away matches. So it'll be interesting to see how that amount of travel wears on the guys because that is not easy. Plus, there's the Open Cup, and that's not even on the schedule. So that fitting all that in and boy, it's going to be a busy season. Thank goodness we're getting a lot of signings and that we'll have some depth this year. Jared. 
I don't think we've seen a travel schedule like this since at least the 2015 uh, schedule, because I think that was the last time that we actually did have Western versus Eastern uh, conference matches on the regular. I mean, just the fact that we're traveling to Detroit, Charleston, um, New York, New Jersey, a couple other places as well. I mean, it's definitely going to be an interesting season. Um, As far as matches I'm interested in, I mean, definitely want to go to the Monterey match in June because one, just to see the the brand new club, the brand new stadium, which probably will have that new car smell since it is Cardinal Stadium, which is a uh, car car dealership group. Uh, The other one I would I would love to go to, but I'm a little iffy on it. Is it going to be a tie between uh, Detroit and Louisville City? Uh, Louisville, I mean, because they're a, a big powerhouse in the Eastern Conference. I mean, they came so close to doing the trifecta a few years ago. And Detroit, with their storied history with the NISA, I mean, they already have a built-in uh, supporter group, a built-in culture over there. So mm-hmm. it, it would really be great to go over there. But uh, as far as home matches... You, you two pretty much know which one I already have my eye on. It's going to be uh-huh. Tulsa. As, as not just because of seeing Joaquin Rivas again, as much as we lo- love him, you know, he did play for Republic FC, but it's also going to be a cake day match for me. So. <laughs> oh, that's right. There's got to be cake. How about you, Luis? What, what match are you looking forward to? Yeah, um, well, I'm really looking forward, first of all, right, to the season opener because it's been way too long since <laughs> we've seen Sac Republic. So that's one that I'm definitely going to be at. Uh, of course, like y'all mentioned, right, the Monterey games, ju- just so everyone knows, we're going to be at the game on Saturday, June 25th, because we're going to be playing against them twice away, right? And the next game is Saturday, August 13th. But we're going to be there June 25th. Um, we have a lot of plans. It's going to be a really epic away game experience. We're going to do a live show. It's, it's going to be pretty well decorated. We have some ideas there in mind for that. And for a couple of other away games, we're going to be doing something different this season. Uh, anytime any of us here go to any away game, uh, we're going to be taking some video of the venue of even potentially our adventure and getting to that stadium as well. And we're going to be putting it up on our socials, right? So be on the lookout for that because while we're a podcast right now, right? And we do live shows, we're also going to do some video content. So you can hear us. You can also experience what we experience at games and, you know, kind of give you that inside look. On, on what it's like to travel to some of these venues uh, and whatnot. So um, I'm really excited to to have that and to share with that with, with everyone. And uh, especially because a lot of us here like to travel. And uh, I know Jared is going to be traveling quite a bit, as you just mentioned right now, too. So it'll be really interesting to uh, share with y'all all those experiences as, as he goes through them as well. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, other exciting games like being able to play against Oakland again, uh, that's another away game that I'll be able to go to. And I know a lot of you uh, will as well, considering that uh, this time we're going to be playing against them on a weekend day. Here's fingers crossed that like the pitch is no longer an issue because we actually want to be able to experience a game, not just in the Bay Area, but specifically where Oakland plays at. I want to experience that um, with the full pack stadium. No, like 
no made up uh, venue where a lot of people can't go to, like was the case last year with Livermore. Um, even though it was it was a good venue, I'm not gonna say it wasn't because we were pretty loud because there wasn't that many <laughs> home fans. So yeah, and another game uh, at home that I, I know some of us, I know Jared, you're gonna be looking forward to this one when we play against San Antonio, especially because we know last year all that happened with that and we got beaten at home as well. So it's almost like, eh, you got to show them, hey, this season's a lot different, right? You don't beat us at home, right? At home, we control our destiny. We control what goes on. So <laughs> want to make sure that we're stronger in general against all the clubs at home. So, yeah, exciting season. Lots of traveling, like y- y'all mentioned too as well. So... We'll be, um, of course, giving y'all previews of each game once it happens. So be on the lookout for that throughout the season. All right. Well, just a couple of last things here before we close out our first episode of the year. Uh, one is a fan favorite, as as we kind of called it uh, on social media, because they posted a little teaser to him. And his hairstyle is unlike any other soccer player around the area. Um, Podcast Magic, Billion Vishev is going to be back in Fresno playing for Central Valley Fuego, which I got to say, and and Jared, since you were on that interview uh, with Chris, I mean, we we knew. If y'all go back and listen to the the Chris interview uh, we did, he's the president of Central Valley Fuego. He said that we would recognize uh, some of the new faces, and yeah, we very well did. (laughs) Um, it was just a little surprising to us. I don't know about you two, but I thought Vijay would probably still continue in the USL, but he's he's got his reasons and I can't complain. He'll be nearby. And I know we'll probably make a trip out there. We'll have to coordinate Sharon, uh, Jared, if you even happen to, you know, maybe be around this area as well. Um, but we'll definitely have to go out there and, and go support Central Valley Fuego and now get a Jersey. Eh? And we have, a player that we'll definitely want to get a number for. So, Hey, I'm going to wear the, uh, I'm going to wear the OKC um, jersey just, just because I have one and it has his name on the back. So I'm probably going to wear that one and say, screw it to the Fresno, you know, the Fuego's colors. It's like, no, I'm coming in with OKC. <laughs> I'll wear that. And it's, it's good to have him back in California. His family, he is so darn close to his family. And so is his fiance. Um, Laney, they're really, really, really close and tight with their family. So it's really good to have them both back. And, you know, I, I can't wait to see them both. You know, they're, they're good friends of all of ours. We've, you know, everybody here on this podcast, we all know them. We've spent a little bit of time talking with them and just love them. Love the both of them. You know, Bija <laughs> was on our Jeopardy show, which someday we'll be able to resurrect the Jeopardy show. <laughs> right someday we keep talking about it it was so much fun yeah yeah i mean if you get a chance to, to come back to your, to your home hometown even if it's with a uh, lower division you know you, you gotta jump on it so, sometimes so i'm just glad that he's back in fresno back home with the family and even then you know, like uh, just a couple hours away from sacramento so I'm I'm hoping this really work, works out. I mean, it's great to have him back home. And as far as uh, Fuego's match against FC Tucson, I did a little for, uh, for the looking. The, the match is on a Wednesday, so 
I may have to take uh, maybe one or, or two day um, PTO for that just to make the trip down to Tucson. I mean, even though it's only a couple of hours, but you figure it's going to be a nighttime or evening time kickoff. But uh, I'm going to try my best to get down there in, in October for that match, you know, the cheer BJ on. So awesome. Hey, if you make that happen, we'll definitely have to have a, a video made for that as well, um, as, as you can highlight as your journey. Uh, and and going there and being able to talk to Bishop there at the end of the game. Um, but, of course, Fresno closer to me, being in Modesto. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to go down there uh, for a game. Heck, maybe even two games as well. So we'll, we'll see once uh, once their season starts, which uh, for USL League 1, it starts in May. Um, so a little bit after, after our, our season two. So. Yeah, but we definitely wish Podcast Magic the best of luck there with his hometown team. And I know he's only going to help them grow a lot more because we know from the interview with Chris that they have a lot of uh, ideas there, right? They have a big vision with that squad. And I really hope we see him in championship uh, one day. And I have no doubt they, they can get to the USL championship too. All right. Well, last thing um, for anyone looking for a job, uh, Sac Republic's job fair is happening uh, twice this month and in a couple of days, actually, um, Wednesday, January 19th from 5 to 8 p.m. And conveniently also on a Saturday on January 22nd, 8.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Sac Republic headquarters in downtown Sacramento. So if any of you want any of those game day jobs, Go check it out. Uh, I mean, they look really fun. I would probably do them, but I, I can't miss watching Sac Republic at any point. Um, so go go check it out. Lots of fun jobs available there um, to anyone who would like to work for the Republic. You know, and Luis, the Usher jobs, you know, the people that wear the red shirts there, those are actually really fun jobs. And then working for Scott Cease and, um, and Tim Stallings in stadium operations, that's actually, believe it or not, it's a hard job, but it is actually fun. The camaraderie, um, working for Scott and working for Tim, if, you know, they're both still going to be working um, with the Republic going forward, they're really good guys. And if you get a chance to work in the team store, uh, whether it's on site or, you know, at the office, those are, re- they have some really cool, fun jobs. But I think, you know, the funnest job is is being the person that, helps create the the vibe and the ushers, the people that wear the red shirts, they're like, they help so much creating the vibe. Um, Pretty cool, pretty cool. And then they have like the folks that help out Connor at halftime, you know, the setting up of the fun things and, you know, helping with the production. Sometimes they have positions open like that. And those are fun jobs. I mean, like, you know, if if you're looking for fun and it's outdoors and yeah, it's going to be all kinds of weather, but it's outdoors and you're at a stadium, you're at an event and that is really a killer type job. So take a look at the, take a look at the job fairs and throw your hat in the arena. You never know, you know, it could be really fun for you. Yeah. Especially if you're passionate, just like us to the girl, the sport, um, you know, let's, let's go out there, right. Let's get people really good experience at the games and, and, you know, it, it really makes a big difference and, and people don't really realize that, right? Because if you see someone really happy, energetic, right? Really feeling the vibe of the stadium. It just, it does wonders to all the fans who are, are visiting, especially to those first time fans who, 
you know, or trying to see what, what it's like to be at a game. So th these jobs are really important and, and hopefully people take them as such when, when they accept the job. <laughs> All right. Well, Sharon, Jared, it was great. First episode of 2022. I'm glad we got to record it and that we got the schedule as, as early as we did. So now it's time to look forward to the season, right? It is time to look forward to the season. I'm looking forward to cake day. That's going to be my yes. Time. Yep. Yes. We're going to <laughs> mm -hmm. we're have to figure a way to get a, a big old birthday cake in for, for Jared. You'll have to start leaking your favorite cake flavors to us. Um, you know, if it's red velvet, you got to let us know if it's German chocolate, if it's chocolate, if it's vanilla, if it's sprinkles and confetti and all that other stuff, you got to start to start leaking your, your favorite flavors. Yeah. As long as it's not ice cream cake. I mean, I do love ice cream cake, but you figure it's going to be out there for a while. So that's probably not going to be the best thing. So it's just going to be traditional cake. German chocolate is always a favorite of mine, but I'll, I'll, I'll be sure to advise what other cakes, you know, that I do like. So I'll definitely put it out there. I mean, hopefully we can make it happen. You know, the, the birthday cake, may, maybe if Rave Berger does up some more Jello shots, I mean, we'll throw some of those in too. I mean, we, we got to do Hell a big, you know? Tailgating is going to be fun unless it's raining, then bring an umbrella because it could be raining in March. Oh, believe me. I know. I remember the March miracle game with the Sacramento surge back in 91. So I know rain could definitely happen in March. There you go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, have a great rest of your evening or good morning. <laughs> You're just getting started with your day and we will, you will hear from us uh, sometime next week here on state of the republic podcast bye everyone bye everybody thank you Luis, for being the backbone have a great start of the new year folks let's keep it going what's going on are, are we oh we're oh okay I, sharon I, just took a selfie as we're recording hi <laughs> surprise <laughs> sorry <laughs> my sister she's she's sending me information i'm trying to i'm gonna send something back to her saying currently recording a podcast see i'm not lying oh <laughs> no, okay. not that, no she believes me but it's just like <laughs> yeah edit all that out okay okay well that, that's going to another that's going to you know where <laughs> i know where that's going oh, yes, fun, fun stuff we needed more, we needed something so i'm glad we got something here <laughs> the first blooper of the new year <laughs> of course it's me I, I, I promised myself that I wouldn't like laugh like a maniac tonight on tonight's podcast. But guess what? I broke my promise to myself. I laughed like a maniac about Matt LaGrossa, about Jared's quips. Maybe it was my own quips that I was laughing at. So whatever. Maybe the next podcast I won't laugh like a maniac. New Year's resolution out the window. Out. Gone down. Oh, oh, not even halfway through the month yet. Yeah. Ha, 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 ha.